Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit ByteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Again, today, my very special guest is Craig Goldberg. We're talking about the power of sound and vibration. And in today's world, finding time to be mindful can seem like a virtually impossible task. Nearly everything seems to be more important than doing nothing. However, the toll that the stress of everyday living can take on your body is considerable. Even though you may be so used to it, you don't even feel it. You just know you are in a constant state of anxiety. Craig Goldberg, president of In Harmony Interactive, explains how he, too, used to struggle with any kind of meditation, but shares how he found a tool in new ways to hack the process of mindfulness. Craig is a relaxation expert and technologist on a quest to help humanity achieve a deeper sense of inner calmness through the use of sound and vibration technology. He is a vibroacoustic therapy practitioner, and his work is backed by 40-plus years of research showing many benefits of this type of therapy. For more information, information you can visit the website, which is IamInHarmony.com. And again, that website is I am in harmony.com. So with that, I'd like to welcome Craig to the show. Good day, Craig. Hey, Robert. How are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. I'm happy to have you here. And, and it's just so fascinated with the idea of uh, sound and vibration as a, um, as a therapy and, and as, as a tool to be used. So, um, let's let's start with um, your journey. You know what what was it that um, uh, along your path that kind of led you to the point of being interested in sound and vibration? I think my story starts very much like how a lot of people's stories start, not just in this space. Uh, when I talk to fellow entrepreneurs that are leading the way, teaching, training, educating, and and guiding people to feel better today than they did yesterday and better tomorrow than they did today. About 10 years ago, my wife got sick, and nobody could really tell us what was going on. Doc after doc, test after test, everything came back negative. Nobody had any answers. And after about six months, I turned to my wife and I said, maybe it's gluten. And she went, no, it's not gluten. And sure enough, we eliminated gluten from her diet. And within 72 hours, all of her symptoms went away. This was back in 2013, almost 10 years ago. And um, we didn't know what we knew now. We didn't have as many gluten-free products. And you know, now I tell people that gluten, we're gluten-free. And they go, oh, okay, cool, me too. And there's a lot of acceptance around it. But back then, we didn't really know much. And... This led to a, domino, a series of dominoes falling to really teach us about uh, these three main environments, what we put in our mouth, what we put on our skin, and what we keep in the air around us, as well as how to truly live a healthy life 
and that meant not using so many chemicals like uh, uh, aluminum and deodorant is exceptionally bad for the body. Um, so as we cut all these different things out, we needed to find new solutions. One of the things we found was essential oils. We began traveling the world, teaching, training, and educating on the efficacy of essential oils, and we would find ourselves at yoga retreats and different conferences that had sound healers that were there with acoustic instruments, bells, chimes, bowls, didgeridoos, gongs, these types of things. And I don't know what it was about these instruments at the time, but I felt a, a gravitational pull towards them. I would go to a yoga retreat, I would set up in our hotel room or wherever we were staying, and I would immediately seek out and find those those healers, the sound healers, and spend time with them, 45 minutes to an hour decompressing, shedding whatever I brought to that particular event so that we could really drop in to that experience. And and I've kind of been hooked ever since. I'm an audiophile. I like sound. I like music. I've always had a great stereo system. When 5.1 surround sound, Dolby Digital came out. I was all over it. THX, I was all over it. 7.1, all over it. And I wanted to recreate that experience using a digital delivery system through sound and speakers. And um and that's exact fast forward and there's a little bit in that story that I'll that I'll kind of cut out for now, but ultimately what In Harmony Interactive does is we create a digital delivery system for sound and frequency to the body. I'm a certified vibroacoustic therapy practitioner, which is a mouthful, vibroacoustic vibration and sound, vibroacoustic. So I've basically now studied, fast forward six, uh, well, nine years since that moment, and I have now, for the last six years, been focused on studying specific frequencies and their impact on our physiology, our anatomy, our neurology. And we create a delivery system or a series of technology that is a delivery system for sound and frequency directly to the body. And it has a remarkable impact on our physiology, our emotions, our spirituality, our, our, our mental well-being. And um, it's really been this coming-of-age conversation. So grateful to be here, Robert. I, I can't think of of a better topic than bringing inspiration to the earth. <laughs> and uh, very happy to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great. Um, now... You've been using the word sound, vibration, and frequency. So can you, for the listeners, um, give a um, an explanation as to the distinction between between those? Absolutely. Uh, look, they're all very similar, um, and mm-hmm. and they are all – we're all familiar with what a frequency wave looks like, right? We've all seen this in the cartoons and in the imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's basically a waveform that goes up and down. Frequency is each time it's at the top of that waveform. Uh, very difficult to do over radio, by the way, which I appreciate. Uh, thank you for the challenge. Uh, the, uh, so that waveform that's coming up and down, the frequency is simply how close that waveform is. And, and the amplitude is simply how much power is put behind it. So if you're familiar with um, a crystal ball, um, sitting in front of a crystal ball, you might feel the frequency against and the sound against your body. When you lay on a sound lounge, which is ours, the amplitude, the, the power is increased, I don't know, 10, 
tenfold, a hundredfold. It's a much more intense experience. Every cell in your body is vibrating. Um, so sound, we're surrounded by sound every day. And I think a lot of people take for granted exactly what we are impacted by day in and day out by way of sound. I'll give you a couple of great examples. Um, and, and there's a part of our brain called the reticular activator system that our brain, our subconscious brain and mind, it deals with something like 4 billion inputs per second. Okay, that number is like unfathomable. Um, your conscious mind can deal with 4 bits of information per second. 4 bits versus 4 billion bits, okay? There's a tremendous amount of, of, of stigma uh, that uh, of, of stimulus that comes into your brain literally every single second. Think of all the mechanoreceptors, all of your senses. The reticular activator system of the brain is what weeds out all of the stuff that's not important. And I'll give you a few great examples. Right now, hopefully, everybody that's listening is probably wearing clothes. Um, you don't feel your clothes on your body all of the time, right? Like. Your, your clothes are touching your skin. There's mechanoreceptors in your skin that is sending a signal to the brain, but there's a part of your brain that says, not important, right? Now that I said it, everybody's like, oh, all of a sudden I feel my shirt and I feel my pants, right? But, like, not all day you're thinking about, I feel my pants rubbing it, unless it's uncomfortable corduroy or, or cotton that's not, right, some synthetic material that's scratching. It's not something you feel every day. Um, you're out shopping uh, for, um, for a Tesla, or for a, a RAM, or whatever it is, and all of a sudden you start seeing RAMs all over the place, right? It's not that the RAMs weren't there before. They weren't important, right? You're sitting at a busy restaurant, and all of a sudden somebody says, Robert. You always heard all of those conversations, but none of them were important, so you needed them out. And we are constantly bombarded with different frequencies. Um, your, the refrigerator, the electricity that's running through our homes, they all have a specific frequency and a specific calm, which is why sometimes your fridge makes that noise. When I'm sitting in my kitchen and it's quiet, there is a hum every time that my fridge kicks on, the condenser kicks on, there's a 60 hertz hum that comes off of that condenser. That's the electricity that's flowing through it. We read all of this out, but yet there's part of our body that is constantly being conditioned towards that. And good, bad, or indifferent, our bodies come into what's called harmonic resonance with these different frequencies. And all that means is as we are bombarded with these different frequencies, our body comes in tune with these frequencies. And this is very much like the saying, your vibe attracts your tribe. Right? You hang out with good people that have good intentions, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you have good feelings and good intentions. So we are constantly being bombarded with these different frequencies, these different sounds, and our body is coming and being pulled into sometimes good harmonic resonance, like if it's sitting behind a, a crystal ball, bell, chime, or a gong, and sometimes it's being pulled out of harmonic resonance. One of the reasons why it's so great to ride a motorcycle and it feels so great to ride a motorcycle is because you're coming into harmonic resonance with the hum of that engine, that Harley engine, which has a specific frequency to it as well. Long answer to a short question. <laughs> well, so now, and I understand the um, idea of um, of resonance, you know, and, and, and now are there particular when you said coming in harmony 
Um, can you, are there particular frequencies that are, you know, detrimental versus optimal? I mean, what, 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 at what point is considered in harmony, I guess? Yeah, so I don't believe there are any bad frequencies. Um, okay. This is, this is where we, uh, inside the industry, this is where I, I tend to disagree with some people and we tend to have some pretty heated mm -hmm. conversations around this. But my <laughs> belief personally mm -hmm. is there are no bad frequencies. Uh, there are harmonic frequencies and disharmonic frequencies. Um, and that, to, to your point, comes down to what's in harmony or out of harmony for a particular being at a particular time. Um, I don't know how deep we can get into quantum physics, but everything that we can. surrounds you is vibrating. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, let's okay. let, great. Let's dig into it. All right. So um, I'm I'm now just to kind of paint you a picture. I'm in my home office. I have a desk, and and this beautiful what is probably for Micah desk is vibrating. It looks solid in this physical world. I can touch it, or at least I think I can touch it with my hands. But the reality is, on a quantum level. Protons, neutrons, and electrons are spinning around on this desk, and at a certain level, this desk is vibrating, even though it appears solid in this realm. Mm -hmm. Quantum physics proves that this is the case. Um, that desk is at its resonant frequency and has a resonant frequency, the frequency that it sits at at rest. And this whole conversation of in harmony and out of harmony for me comes down to all of us figuring out what our resonant frequency is. Now, there is a resonant frequency for the planet Earth. It's been explained and discovered by a gentleman by the name uh, of Schumann, Schumann resonance, about 7.83 hertz. Hertz is a frequency. It's, it's, a, it's a number of oscillations per second. It's what tells us what 7.83 hertz is. There's a couple different studies that talk about the resonant frequency of the human body anywhere between 5 hertz and 16 hertz, an average of about 10 hertz. Stanford or Harvard, there's a couple different studies that talk about the resonant frequency of the human body. Everybody's different, though. My resonant frequency might be 6 hertz. Your resonant frequency might be 9 hertz. It's not good or bad. It just is. Um, the brain has a resonant frequency, um, anywhere from down to a half a hertz in a delta brainwave state all the way up to 40-plus hertz, as a gamma brainwave state. Um, there's an average, there's a target brainwave state of about 10 hertz. Again, this running theme starts to unfold where the planet Earth at 7.83 hertz, the human resonance actually fluctuates anywhere as low as 5 all the way up to 15 or 20. Can have an average around 10 hertz. Um, nature, when we go out into nature, large bodies of water, the forest, the open desert, running springs or babbling brooks, have a resonant frequency of about 10 hertz. All of a sudden, we start to identify a pattern. 10 hertz being a target brainwave state, a target frequency, a target resonant frequency, and therefore a lot of these, a lot of these modalities tend to bring the mind, body, and spirit into connection. It's harmonizing around 10 hertz and a 10 hertz frequency. Um, so, you know, there's a lot there to unpack. Yeah, so the idea with, with the fact that we individuals have a frequency, um, would 
then what would be in harmony would be um, to experience frequencies that match our resonance or, um, you know, or, or is it the idea of, you know, a, a, a frequency higher than maybe that we're than we're at nor on average. Okay. So, all right. Um, yeah. So we're starting yeah. to get in a little bit of music theory. Um, okay. And um, and st- are you familiar with um, uh, octaves? Or there's eight um, mm-hmm. uh, eight notes per octave. So what? It's a really and it's a great question, Robert. Um, so the short answer is yes. You could sit in a ten hertz frequency. Um, 10 hertz, you don't really hear, you would feel. Um, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's technically outside of the, uh, of the known frequency range of the human ear, which is about 20 hertz, all the way up to 20,000 hertz. Um, just to give you an idea of, of frequency in general and, and sound, human ear, 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Um, that home stereo system that you have, that subwoofer that is in, in the corner of the room, is typically 80 hertz and below. So just to give you an idea, um, and, and you barely hear that bass, that low-end frequency, that's 80 hertz. Vibroacoustic therapy, the formal body of research that backs what we do, focuses on 30 hertz to 120 hertz as a general frequency range. So as you get to the lower end of that spectrum, down below 100 hertz, Yes, you can hear down to 20 hertz, but ultimately you start to feel around 40 or 50 hertz. It feels amazing on the body. And as you take 10 hertz, that target, and you octave up to 80 or 90 hertz, um, it starts to feel really good on the body. 80, 90 hertz is actually quite stimulating to the body. You get activated. You feel a lot. You feel like you just had a cup of coffee, even without the caffeine, you just feel like you've been stimulated. Um, there are different brainwave states that we could instill. Um, so when you ask that question of, you know, should you be listening to 10 hertz or are you talking about higher frequencies, the answer is yes, in that both of those are true. If you were to sit in a 10 hertz frequency um, on, say, a sound lounge or a meditation cushion, uh, that sort of thing, it, it feels fantastic to the physical body. It's perceived as a positive experience to the mental body, and, and it feels very calming. As you play higher octaves of those frequencies, we focus a lot of our, our music in our app on sophisio frequencies, specifically 174, 285, 396, 417 hertz, 432 hertz, 528 hertz, 639, 741, 852, and 963. All of these hertz frequencies are obviously above what you would feel, and this is something that you would hear. Um, and, and it is a harmonious, that's why we call what we do music meditations. Because as you get into the formal body of research, vibroacoustic therapy, vibroacoustic therapists tend to be purists. They tend to be focused on you have a specific condition, and here's how I'm going to treat that specific condition. Over a six-session protocol, I'm going to play 40 hertz for 22 minutes and expose the body to 40 hertz for 22 minutes. Then you're going to come back two days later. We're going to assess how you feel. We're going to assess the impact that that session had. And then we might do 50 hertz for 10 minutes and 
and 30 hertz for 10 minutes. And you're exposing the body to a series of frequencies over a set amount of sessions. That's formal vibroacoustic therapy. What we do at Harmony is something a lot broader, something that's really made for the mainstream. And we say, we're going to create a series of music meditations. We have an app that has just over 220 music meditations in it right now. We have a director of harmonics. That is, his name is Anthony Weiss, an incredibly talented musician who is constantly making music and recording tracks, if you will, that range in duration from two minutes to two hours where you can sit or lay on our technology and lose yourself in the music. It's not something that you need formal training for. It's something that feels really good and is very soothing and relaxing. And again, to answer your question and continue reinforcing it, if you like reggae and you're listening to reggae through a great sound system, you're feeling that bass in your chest and you're feeling the music and really vibing with it because it's music that you really love, you're hearing a full spectrum of music. You're not just hearing one frequency. You're hearing a multitude of frequencies. And all of that is coming together to harmoniously create that experience for your mind, body, and spirit. Okay. So, um, and, and I've seen um, different um, videos, you know, with the uh, specific hertz type, you know, and noticed, you know, there are certain certain ones, um, you know, that stick out, like the ones they were talking about. Um, so now, what does, and, and you mentioned meditation, you know, the, the music meditations. So um, I read that you particularly had difficulty, you know, achieving, um, you, mm-hmm. know, a, you know, meditative state. Uh, so, and, you know, yeah. this is a, a common challenge for, for many folks, especially in today's world where the mind yeah. is constantly going. Um, so can you tell us yeah. um, your experience, you know, from the, the difficulty to the point of, you know, where um, in harmony um, you know, products um, assist with, you know, achieving that particular meditative state? Yeah, this is a great question and a lot of different, a lot of different ways for me to go with it. So first let me, let me answer your question specifically, talk about my background. Um, Six years ago, before I knew what I knew, even really two or three years ago, before I knew what was actually happening on the tech, if you asked me to sit down and meditate, I would have laughed and said, that's just not possible, right? Um, Especially based on what I knew of meditation and and mindfulness. Um, There is mindfulness, and then there's meditation. They're two different things. And then there's mindfulness meditation. So as an entrepreneur, as a father, as somebody who has a a, a social life. You know, in today's society, which we have co-created together, you and me and everybody that's listening, thank you very much, we have (laughs) co-created an experience where being busy is this badge of honor, right? How you doing? How's busy? (laughs) Okay, cool. Everybody is going from one thing to another. Even in my life, look, I'm I'm married, happily married. I love my wife. I'm with her for 15 years. I have a a two-and-a-half-year-old. That's that I operate full-time in Harmony. My wife has a business that she operates full-time. We have a social life. We have a great group of friends here in town. We have an incredible family. Her in-laws live 20 minutes from here. My my parents live, uh, you know, across uh, the country in in New York. 
there's a lot going on. I'm blessed to have my grandmother still with me. I want to call her every day, but I can't call her every day. I've got so much stuff going on, right? Like, in my world, I can't speak for everybody else, but in my world, there isn't enough time in the day for me to do all the things that I want to do, and I haven't quite figured out how to clone myself, and I haven't quite figured out how to officially bend time yet either, although I'm working on it. <laughs> so if you were to tell me, hey, Craig, look, you got to sit down and you got to do nothing for 10 minutes, I, <laughs> like, that's funny to me, right? Because I sit down and I immediately start thinking about all the other things that I could be and in my eyes should be doing instead of sitting here arguably doing nothing. That was then. Um, today, especially with, with social media and, and look, so many incredible thought leaders that are talking about the benefits of meditation and mindfulness. Um, there are leaders that won't skip a day meditation. They won't skip a session. They prioritize it as the most important aspect of their day, as the most important thing that they're going to do. And, and I now understand from a neurological standpoint why that's so important. And I now have tools I have a saying, technology got us into this mess, technology is going to get us out. And and if I can just step aside a little bit from that question, so many of us are walking around in a stimulated nervous system response called a sympathetic nervous system response. And and this is a, a, a big problem for, I'll talk about Americans because I'm here in America. This is a big problem for Americans, right? So many of us are walking around in a sympathetic nervous system response, which is associated with stress and anxiety, and it is associated with a fight-or-flight response. In that sympathetic nervous system response, four things happen that I think are really important. There's many more, but there's four main things. This is cortisol and adrenaline flow through your bloodstream. This makes you more aware, and the adrenaline flows blood flow and oxygen to the major muscle groups so that you can fight or you can run. This is something that was used through uh, our reptilian brain. It is involuntary. In other words, there's a stimulus that happens around. The nervous system perceives this stimulus and reacts. But we can train it to react less often, and we can train it to not react to certain stimuli. So many of us are walking around in this sympathetic nervous system response because we hit traffic on our way, because we're in a rush and we have too much to do, because a loved one continues to do that thing and I can't believe they're still doing it over and over again. Or or I'm such a nice guy and I have two people staying at my house and they don't clean up after themselves and the place is always a mess and I'm always cleaning up after them and why is my life so complicated and why am I always doing right here? I think a lot of people can resonate with this. Or you're in a rush, you stop to get a soft drink at, at a supermarket and the person in front of you is trying to use coupons and it's taking them 20 minutes to check out and all you want to do is buy the drink so you can be on your way. And we continue to complicate our lives, and we continue to react to the stimuli around us. Now, none of these scenarios that I just shared with you are really life-threatening scenarios. However, they are triggering the life-saving capabilities of your nerve, triggering that sympathetic nervous system response. And we're really designed to be in this nervous system response for short periods of time as needed, not often and all day, day after day. That cortisol and adrenaline flows through your blood, um, that makes you more aware, makes you more alert, gives you more strength and power to measure muscle groups. It also turns off digestion, so it doesn't matter how clean your diet is, you're not digesting food because your nervous system says it's not important, it's not life-saving, which is fine for an hour. It's not fine for 8, 12 hours a day, day after day. It turns off your 
immune response because I don't need to fight off infection for this hour that I'm fighting and fending for my life. Again, not a problem for an hour, but a big problem, especially given the pandemic that we just went through. Um, and lastly, it turns off rational thinking. So you're making decisions, you're able to think, however, you think you're being rational, but you're not, because in a sympathetic nervous system response, your brain turns off rational thinking, because your brain is the most expensive asset from an energy perspective, then digestion, then your immune system. So when people are walking around stressed and anxious, it's, and we know this, it's this self-deprecating nervous system response that just feels like keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Moreover, it is triggered easier and easier and easier and you spend in it. What we ideally want to spend time in is parasympathetic, which is cool, calm, and relaxed. And in that parasympathetic nervous system response, you can pretty much handle whatever is thrown at you over the course of the day because you have all of your tools. You have your diet, nutrition. You don't have cortisol and adrenaline flowing through your body. Your nervous system is operating the way it's supposed to operate, and you have rational thinking. So when that thing happens that, that would have normally stimulated that sympathetic nervous system response, you can think about it rationally, you can make a decision, you can triage it, and you can move on. And the most important aspect of mindfulness and meditation, wrap this back to the question that you just asked and the importance of having this practice, is training your nervous system to hang out in a parasympathetic, cool, calm, and collective nervous system response versus being stimulated or triggered just me saying the word triggered sometimes triggers people. So when we're walking around in that triggered nervous system response, right, um, we can't, we're really ill-equipped to handle the day-to-day -day trials and tribulations. But when we're in a parasympathetic nervous system response, now all of a sudden we have the power and the strength visions to decide what's going on and to move through these different challenges that we are presented with every day. And we're all presented with challenges day in and day out. So to go back to your question of how important it is to meditate and why I find time to do it, now that I know the importance of it, I have all these external stimuli that really don't change. Um, all those external stimuli, anybody with kids can tell you that their kids <laughs> will trigger them all day Especially long. Especially two years ago. Right? Especially two years ago. <laughs> two and a half, she's two, three quarters, she's starting to talk, she's got an opinion. <laughs> It's absolutely amazing, and um, and I need these tools. So not to mention the fact that we're surrounded by Wi-Fi, we're surrounded by Bluetooth, we're surrounded by all of these external stimuli that our nervous system has to react to, even on a subtle energy level. And finding time to sit down and relax and clear your mind, it's the equivalent of cleaning up your desk. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm blessed enough to have a crew that comes and cleans my house every couple weeks, and every two weeks, I clean up my desk. I organize all the papers that are thrown all over the place. I stack all the business cards. I get myself organized. The ne next day when I go to work, I feel so, so charged and so focused. And meditation is like that process. It's like cleaning up your, your mental desk to get yourself organized so that you can think through and problem solve more efficiently and more effectively to charge forward in your day-to-day. We have all of these distractions around us. What's so important about in harmony and our music meditations and the vibroacoustics and, and sound and vibration, we say on our website, say goodbye to a distracted mind, and I'll close with this. In reality, music and vibration is distracting your mind. So the only instruction is to lose yourself in the music by listening to and feeling the same frequencies. Your brain 
you're kind of pulled into this three-dimensional, fully immersive musical experience where you are pleasantly distracted and guided into deeper brainwave states and into a deeper meditative state that you don't have to think about sitting there and quieting your mind. Instead, the music and the vibration is stimulating your nervous system and bringing it into that calm and relaxed parasympathetic nervous system response. And it takes about 15 minutes or so from the beginning of your session for the chemical cascades to kick in that bring you into that parasympathetic or cool, calm, and collective nervous system response. And it's, it's relatively automatic. Like, there are still some stimuli that can get through there that can break that down. But generally speaking, when you're sitting on our meditation cushion or laying on our sound lounge, your body, mind, and spirit is being guided into that calm and relaxed state pretty efficiently. It's pretty magical. Yeah, I, uh, it's um, the idea of the music um, as the lure, you know, that, that the, the mind is, um, it's just one, it's a passive kind of um, involvement <laughs> in a way, in, in the sense, you know, it's, you listen and um, and then the effects happen. So, in, in, in for many of us yes. who have uh, challenges quieting the mind, um, I, I know that you know when I put on some kind of um, you know calming music, you know that my mind just is focused on the music and not all of the other stuff that has been kind of going through my head for the whole, the whole day. So um, we are yeah. we're past halfway through the show, Craig, so I'm going to take just a quick break. Um, and then when we come back, 90-second yeah. break, and then when we come back, um, you mentioned mindfulness. Now, we've been talking about meditation, and um, mindfulness has mm-hmm. kind of gotten a, a new um, kind of uh, – new attention, you know, to mindfulness and its benefits. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of talk about that, okay, when we come back. Sounds great. Okay, great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. 
Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Craig Goldberg. He is president of In Harmony, In Harmony Interactive. And you can find out more by visiting the website, IamInHarmony.com. Again, it's IamInHarmony.com. Okay, with that, we're back to Craig. Okay, so mindfulness. Um, you know, it, it's gotten a resurgence or a surge in, in uh, attention recently. So can you explain the difference between mindfulness and meditation? Now, you, you did mention that your, your music, you know, you have music meditation. So uh, tell us about how that differs from yeah. mindfulness. Big topic. Okay. Um, the simplest definition that I received uh, it was just a few weeks ago, actually. Um, and um, mindfulness is really about focusing your attention on a singular thing. It's like sitting down and staring at a candle, and that's being your meditation. You're focusing your energy on the flame of that candle. You're focusing your attention on, the, on being mindful of that candle. Um, there's a lot of mindfulness training that you can do and, and mindfulness experiences that you can have. Mantras, I think, would fall into that category. Even meditating with mantras would be a mindful meditation, which is where those two words come together. Meditation, by contrast, is really about letting your thoughts flow. It's about you know, it's, it's a very it's a very common misconception that people think when you sit down and meditate, it's about sitting down and thinking about nothing. Uh, that is not possible. As far as I'm concerned, not possible. Your mind is constantly designed to think. That voice in your head of streaming thoughts of consciousness doesn't really turn off. Even in altered states of consciousness, it doesn't turn off. There's this constant narrator that's constantly talking about what you're seeing, thinking, and feeling. And when you sit down to meditate, it's not a matter of turning that off, but instead allowing those thoughts to flow freely without dwelling or getting hung up on any one particular thought and allowing those thoughts to flow through you, which is why when people drop in on our tech, whether it's a sound lounge practitioner or a meditation cushion, the instruction that I tend to give them is to lose yourself in the music. Whatever that means to you. To me, that means listening to the different sounds and focusing, being mindful of these different sounds, and that drops you into that mindful meditation by distracting your mind into that meditative state by turning off the conscious thought, by turning off the external stimuli. You're bringing your mind, body, and spirit into that 10 hertz frequency and into that alignment that allows you to kind of clean up that desk like we talked about. Um, might be good for us to talk about the different brainwave states as well. Yeah, it, it would actually, if you wouldn't mind um, sharing. You know, the, the particular. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead and and, and yeah. how so, the yeah. states affect this. So there's um so there's five main brainwave states, and uh, I you know I think a lot of people um, are are familiar with the. Uh, I was born in the late 70s, and um, growing up, there was uh, there was a lot, particularly in the 90s, that was like we only use 10% of our brains, and and that's not entirely true. Um, we now know an awful lot around the neurology of the brain. There's dark matter. There's there's a lot that's happening in the brain that's just not the synapses that are firing versus the brain itself. Um, 
there's also different regions of the brain that control different aspects. So this all kind of gets into what these brainwave states are. So um, you can use something called an EEG, which was discovered back in the 1940s. An EEG is an echoencephalograph. And think of it as a swim cap. If I can paint that picture that has 19 different points on it. And what those points are doing is measuring how fast the synapses are firing. And it's measured in hertz. So just going right back to that waveform that we were talking about, certain number of oscillations per second being certain number of hertz, it's the same thing with when you're tracking brain waves through an EEG. And those frequencies are, are banded together in groups. And they go uh, as low as a half a hertz all the way up to 40 hertz and higher. So I think of it when your eyes are open and you're processing the world around you, you're in a beta brain wave. It's measured between 12 and 14 hertz all the way up to about 40 hertz. Directly below that is an alpha brainwave state. It's measured 12 to 14 hertz down to 7.5, 8 hertz. Below that is a theta brainwave state, which is measured about 4 hertz up to about 7.5, 8 hertz. And below that is a delta brainwave, which is about a half a hertz up to about 4 hertz. Above a beta brainwave, is a gamma brainwave, which is 40 hertz and above. And then there's, there's a new brainwave state that they're, that they're talking about now, which is an SMR brainwave state and a sensory motor brainwave state, which, um, which can be externally brought. Um, it's like an external influence on the brain. Um, and, and when we experience an SMR brainwave state, um, it's, very, it's like a stimulant. It's like um, drinking a cup of coffee without the caffeine. Um, and there's a lot of research in this world as well. So when we start to think about these brainwave states and experiencing these different brainwave states, to go back to how I opened, which was we only use 10% of our brains, the reality is at any one time, depending on what activity we're doing, predominantly one part of our brain is most active. So there's a part of your brain that focuses on memory recall. There's a, there's a part of your brain that focuses on long-term memory versus short-term memory. There's part of your brain that focuses on language. There's a part of your brain that focuses on motor skills. So at any one time, we're only using 10% of our brain because unless you're walking, chewing gum, speaking multiple languages, jumping jacks, right? Like, you're, you're not generally one part of your brain or two parts of your brain are active. What's really interesting is when you listen to music, more importantly, when you feel that music and you're stimulated through touch and the auditory nerve, both hemispheres and multiple aspects of the brain begin to harmonize. And this is the part that gets really magical when it comes to music meditations and what we do, is that listening to music can induce an alpha or a theta brainwave state among your entire brain. So when we look at what's happening in that EEG when somebody is on our tech, we see this harmonization of the brain bringing you in harmony that is really quite magical. And taking you from a beta brainwave where our eyes are open and we're processing all these stimuli around us and getting us into that alpha brainwave state and that theta brainwave state, which are kind of two of the target brainwave states for mindfulness and meditation. Um, and this is where a lot of the magic is happening in this particular space and in this particular field, not just with vibroacoustic therapy, but with photobiomodulation, which is LED or light therapy, particularly red and, and blue. Um, this is what's happening with 
pulsed electromagnetic field therapy and um, low-level electromagnetic field therapy. There's a lot of really cool things that are happening here, which are all designed to induce a harmonized brainwave state and to bring you into that target brainwave state of about 10 hertz. Really cool, that alpha brainwave state. Which, by the way, creativity begins. So let's go through that. So beta is eyes open. Below that is alpha, which is associated with creativity, begins in an alpha brainwave state. Um, meditation begins. Rejuvenation begins in that alpha brainwave state. Below that is theta. Rejuvenation really lives in theta. Um, the more theta hours that you get, this is where we are during rapid eye movement sleep uh, at night. It's where we dream. It's where lucid dreaming happens. It's where sometimes we have these out-of-body experiences. We're experiencing a, a theta brainwave state. Beneath that is delta. Delta is the deepest brainwave state. Um, when we're in that brainwave state, we typically don't have motor skills and we don't have senses. Everything is pretty much turned off. Cellular rejuvenation has been shown to happen when we're in a delta brainwave state. And over the course of a sleep cycle, a 90-minute sleep cycle, we are moving in and out of these different brainwave states uh, quite fluidly. Um, above that, gamma. Gamma is associated with higher thoughts of consciousness. Um, this is where we are when we're connected to source energy. It's, it's typically in a gamma brainwave state. And our brain throughout the day is moving in and out of these different brainwave states rather efficiently. When we start having an issue with um, sleeping or napping, right, I'll talk to, you, talk to my wife who, when we met, she wasn't a napper. She couldn't take a nap. My wife is A-type personality, go-getter, does not slow down. And now with regular sound lounge usage, she's actually a great napper. <laughs> um, so we can reprogram the brain. Your brain is constantly learning. Either you're taking time to teach it good habits or it is picking up on bad habits. And over a lifetime, we can be left with a brain that isn't operating optimally and sound frequency and vibration in the right patterns on a regular basis like med mindful meditation every day. We can teach the brain to get back into those good healthy patterns which has positive impact across the board when it comes to sleep, um, when it comes to rejuvenation, when it comes to recuperation and that sort of thing. Yeah, unlike your wife, I was very much not a napper because uh, because mm -hmm. I found it difficult, you know, to to slow the mind, you know, just to get into that um, yeah. particular um, relaxed state. Um, but I've I've learned better, you know, and and in it it's still um, for me can be a challenge. Now, um, the idea of Tech-assisted meditation. Now, when we, I mean, first of all, we have, you mentioned that we um, experience these various levels of um, uh, experience, you know, throughout throughout the day. And, and um, when, for how does tech-assisted meditation? help individuals or, or does it help individuals to be able to um, manage or, or to, um, ex to to move into those experiences easier? I mean, is it a, a, a case where, you know, through your, your tech-assisted meditation, um, does one 
become, I guess for lack of a term, better proficient, more proficient in being able to achieve yeah. those particular states yeah. without that. Great so, question. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's a great question. So, um, and I get this question a lot. So tech-assisted meditation is simply using technology to help you reach a deeper meditative state. And like a guide, like guided meditation where somebody is walking you through, for example, if you've ever sat down and listened to a guided meditation, look, there's headspace, there's calm, there's insight timer, there's a variety of different places you can go to hear guided meditations. We really don't have many guided meditations in our app. Uh, actually. We will have more in the future, but most of our listeners and users really enjoy the music meditation, so we've been focused on that through feedback and asking them what they want. Guided meditation, for example, sitting down and having somebody say, now relax your the top of your head, now relax your eyebrows, and you focus some attention on your eyebrows and you feel them relax. And what's really remarkable is when you do this, you actually feel those areas relaxing. Tech-assisted meditation is simply using sound and vibration or some electromagnetic stimuli to guide your mind, body, and spirit into that deeper meditative state, into that alpha or theta brainwave state. And as I mentioned, your brain is constantly looking for patterns. Your, we, are po- we are pattern recognition people. And those patterns are what, to go back to what we talked about at the very beginning, those four billion stimuli per second, we identify patterns so that we can rule them out as, as something that's a pattern. Our brain is constantly looking for those irregularities, which is why when we look at an open field, we see the things that are moving, because that's either prey or it's a predator that's coming out to get us, right? We're looking for these anomalies in the matrix, so to speak, and that's what's popping out of us. Tech-assisted meditation is simply guiding the brain into a deeper meditative state, and sound and vibration is something that is quite proficient at that. You asked a great question, which is, do we rely on that as a crutch down the road? And the research is saying no, actually. What we're doing is we are teaching the brain how to efficiently move from beta into alpha, alpha into theta, theta into delta, delta into theta, Beta into alpha, alpha into beta, moving efficiently in and out of these different brainwave states. And as you, let's say you take 10, 11 minutes in the morning to listen to an in-harmony music meditation, and this becomes part of your regular practice, falling asleep at night becomes much easier. Taking a nap in the afternoon for 20 or 25 minutes becomes much easier because your brain is now trained, like going to the gym, it's more efficient Mm -hmm. at moving in and out of those different brainwave states. What's really cool about it is with enough practice, and again, this is just a great way to kind of wrap up this whole conversation and and put it into a wrapper. Now, all of a sudden, when you're at the supermarket and that person in front of you has tried their debit card, this literally just happened to me like three weeks ago. I was at the airport. I just wanted to buy a little something quickly before I got on the plane. They were already boarding. And this poor beautiful human being that was sitting in front of me was trying this card and this debit card probably, I think they were up to six or seven times before it oh, actually no. tried it as a credit card and actually went through. We've all been there, right? We've all been there. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, instead of that triggering my nervous system and throwing me into a frenzy, because it could have, <laughs> my flight was boarding 15 <laughs> feet away. I could hear them calling, see, it was Southwest flight, right? They're already boarding, see. Instead, I just took a deep breath and 
I just kind of showered some love on him, and I was like, you're going to figure this out, and this is exactly where I need to be, and the universe has a plan, and I'm now cool, calm, and collected. I wasn't on my tech. I wasn't listening to my music meditations, but I took the tools that I had from that morning's meditation, and I was able to apply it in that moment to keep myself cool, calm, and collected. I'll give you another example, which I think resonates with a lot of folks. And that is, when you wake up on the right side of the bed, so to speak, and the world is just unfolding the way it's supposed to unfold and everything is going your way, in contrast to you waking up on the wrong side of the bed and it feels like the universe is out to get you and everything's going the wrong way, let's take one simple scenario that we've all been in, and that is you're driving to work, you take this route every single day, but today there's emergency traffic on one of the lights, or construction on one of the lights, and you're now in traffic. When you're in that negative Nancy day where the world is out to get you, this is like the worst thing that's ever happened, and you are triggered, and you immediately go into that stimulated nervous system, sympathetic nervous system response. You start to get worried. You start to get concerned. You're running late. What impact is it going to have on the rest of the day, right? That same scenario when, when it's roses and rainbows and the birds are chirping, what do you do when you're hit with that traffic? You roll down the window, you turn on the music, and you just go, eh, I'll get there when I get there. Mindfulness meditation is all about making sure you live life in the latter, not the former. It's all about making sure that you stay cool, calm, and collected more often so that you're able to attack the day with that cool, calm, collected demeanor, be a better wife, a better husband, a better partner, a better father, a better brother, a better person to your community and the people that are around you. And when we take the time to tend to our own garden, to take care of our internal temple, we show up in life as a better person and as a better partner. Uh, and that's really what our business is all about. It's about giving people the tools to show up in life better than they did yesterday. Yeah, that's, and it's, it's, I mean, it's just feels so much better to be able to to have that kind of response to, to you know, the little interruptions in life that um, you know to happen every day, and and it's how we react to them. Gosh, we're down to the last uh, few few minutes here, Craig. But I did want to uh, finish without talking a little bit about um, in harmony interactive. Um, can you tell us a little bit about? Um, about the company, the products that you have, the, the lounge and, and the cushion, and also your um, online uh, community as well. Absolutely. I appreciate that. So we want to do two things really, really well. The first is to make and manufacture, distribute our technology. So one part of our business is manufacturing from scratch, our in-harmony meditation cushion, the InHarmony Practitioner and the InHarmony Sound Lounge, three different products that we procure. The other thing we really want to be good at is building community, evangelizing, talking about the tech. Uh, and we do that through private telegram groups, one for our affiliates to represent our, uh, our, our people out there in the world, and one for our user groups. So when you purchase a, a meditation cushion, our InHarmony Practitioner or the InHarmony Sound Lounge, you immediately get an email inviting you to join our communities. Uh, so that you can talk to other like-minded individuals, you can talk about our tech, you can talk about your experience, and you can get help and support, uh, not just by calling our office or emailing us uh, here at, at corporate, but by actually talking to other people in the field. And we've got an amazing community, an amazing network of people that are using our tech. Uh, we've been around for the last six years. Uh, we are uh, one of the leaders in the space of vibroacoustic therapy. 
our sound lounge is our Cadillac. It is our, our biggest and, and uh, most expensive, but also our most uh, immersive experience. Four tactile transducers, that's the part that actually creates the vibration in uh, dual density or, or ergonomically designed bed that you lay on. Uh, a 300-watt amplifier, and you can look up the InHarmony Sound Lounge on our website. It's really designed as a standalone modality to put in your home, to put in your office, to put in a clinic where you're going to be laying down, pushing play, and having an experience. The ideal experience, 22 minutes, but again, we've got tracks that range from two minutes to two hours. The InHarmony Practitioner was designed to be a lightweight version that can augment body work. Acupuncture, acupressure, reflexology, chiropractic, any type of hands-on body work. The, the InHarmony Practitioner was designed to add vibroacoustic therapy to that hands-on practice, and it could be done before, during, or after a body work session, whatever that looks like. And we've got a number of incredible practitioners around the country that utilize the InHarmony Practitioner to augment body work with vibroacoustic therapy. And then the last product we have is the InHarmony Meditation Cushion. About two months ago, we were awarded a design patent for this particular product. And this puts you into a seated position, puts the vibroacoustics right at your root. You literally feel the vibrations going up your entire spine. It's also ergonomically designed. It's very comfortable. Your ankles are below your knees. Your knees are fully supported uh, against the cushion itself. People tell us all the time how comfortable it is. Um, there's a built-in amplifier. It's got Bluetooth in. It's, it's really kind of the next evolution and innovation of, of our products and something that we're very, very excited about. Um, it was originally in the GoGo campaign uh, that we ran back in 2020, which you can still see actually up on the web. And uh, it was really crowdsourced and, and brought to fruition. So this is a company that I'm very passionate about. I have an incredible business partner. His name is Dominic Carnavale. He is heart-centered, spiritually guided, and, and one of my near and dear friends. And uh, we're a couple guys out on a mission to, to help make the world a better place to literally raise the vibration of the planet and to help people feel their best day in and day out. And um, that incredible community that you speak of is is something that I'm, I'm very proud of and, and honored to be, not just, uh, well, to, to be a part of. Um, and um, I learn something new every single day from the incredible people that are involved in what we do. It's, it's really quite beautiful. That's great. Yeah, and people can find out about your team um, on your website. And also on, on your website, um, you yeah. do have a blog, and there's some really great um, uh, posts there, you know, tips and getting started with meditation yeah. and, and uh, positive impact of vibration on the body. So some very good articles for people to post for people to check out. Thank you so, very much. I want to thank you for your time, yeah. Greg. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate you being here and uh, super grateful for your time. And if anybody's interested, there's a, there's a phone number at the bottom of our website. Reach out on any of our social media channels, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We're on all of them and looking forward to connect. Thank you so much, Robert. Appreciate you. You're very, you're very welcome, and I'll be connecting to you on, on those particular sites. So, again, thank you for your time. Everyone, today my special guest has been Craig Goldberg. Again, he is president of In Harmony Interactive, and we've been talking about the power of sound and vibration. And again, you can find out more by visiting their website, which is IamInHarmony.com. Again, IamInHarmony.com. So 
So everyone, thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.